It's October 8th, 2007, and this is The Candid Frame. Welcome to another episode of The Candid Frame. Today's guest is Dulce Pinzon, a Mexican-born photographer now living in, living in the United States in New York. Her work is an example of how photography can be used to create more than a beautiful photograph, but to actually make commentary about a lot of the things that exist in our society. Case in point, immigration. And uh, it's it's an issue that it's polarizes many of us in terms of our opinions in terms of what or shouldn't what should or shouldn't be done in terms of immigration but it's interesting to see what a person can do with photographs to sort of add to the dialogue of that in a very interesting and dynamic way uh, more than just portraits of, of immigrants it's portraits of immigrants with a little twist the twist being that many of these immigrants that she's photographed in the streets of New York are donned in the costumes of famous superheroes. And I think when you take a look at the image and you hear the dialogue that I have with Dulce, that it really is a very intriguing way of being able to use the camera, of using photography, to sort of bring something different to the dialogue, to bring a slightly different perspective that we might not have considered um, when we were discussing or thinking about the topic. And it's one of the reasons I was very excited about the opportunity to uh, interview Dulce for the show. So, thank you for your continued support, for spreading the word, and now sit back and enjoy our conversation with Dulce Pinzon. Well, Dulce, welcome to The Candid Frame. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been really eager to uh, to interview you uh, as a result of seeing uh, seeing your work. And I, I want to start off with the work that brought that brought you to my attention, which is which is this hero series in which you have uh, photographs, portraits of Mexican immigrants living in New York City, uh, donned in costumes of, of famous comic superheroes like the like Spider Man uh-huh. and, and Batman. Tell me about uh, tell me about this this series and what was the whole concept behind it. Okay, the the project is called the Real Story of the Superheroes. And just uh, to clarify, they're all not, all of them are not Mexican. They're Latinos in general. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, at the beginning, I started the project with Mexican workers, but I, I extended it as I had more money to produce the series. I, you know, that, but the original, the original idea was to do a, you know, a general concept of immigration. But anyways, I, um, I got the idea, um, Three, three years ago, I was working in, as a union organizer, and I worked um, really close with a lot of these people that I worked with. Also, I was already a photographer, and I, after 9-11, I wanted to pay somehow a tribute to the people that contributed economically to the economy of both countries. And then I just got the idea. I mean, I started... I start um, seeing everywhere the the reborn of the concept of terrorism, and I saw that all these movies that you know Superman. I mean, I think Spider-Man was first, and Batman, and all of them start coming up again, and and somehow I kind of matched the idea, and 
I went to visit my parents in Mexico in November 2001. And, you know, I had all these ideas. I mean, obviously, 2000, uh, September 11th was a very hard uh, moment to digest. And, and I saw a Spider-Man costume in a market in Mexico, and then I got the idea after seeing that costume. And how did you find that that, that person to, po to pose in that? And because you have a a, pic, a picture of a, a, a window washer at work, uh, yeah. at, a, at at a, a very tall tall building, but they have that Spider Man costume on. Tell me about finding the person and, and the logistics of, of getting the shot. Well, uh, that was the first image that I conceived, but actually, it's, it's one of the latest I've done because of of production, you know, money and. And, well, I, I knew I wanted a, a window washer, and I saw, I was, I was on my way to an interview with uh, Superman and with Wonder Woman, and we were in the platform of the subway, and then I saw these guys um, carrying this equipment, and they looked Latinos, and I approached them, and they told me that their brother was professional, and he had been doing the job for eight. Yes, and I explained that I needed somebody to, with a lot of experience to hang in a, in a 185 feet tall building. So they got me in contact with him, and he came over to my studio, and we talked, and we went to the, the apartment. And then, you know, my idea was at the beginning to hire a crane, so the crane will lift me up, and I'll have the um, the freedom of move around and have different shots and perspective from the building. I mean, the building, I already knew which one I wanted to use. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've been planning the shot for two years and and I had the permissions, etc. I didn't have the money to really do like a permit, like city permission. So I decided to approach the owner of the building and the owner of the apartment. And, and then they were really nice to me because they have seen um, my project in the New York Times. So it actually helped me to get a lot of credibility and, And then, um, you know, we planned it, and when, when uh, Bernabe and me went to see the building, he said, like, you don't need a crane. If you just, like, hang with me on the other side, you get a, um, uh, how do you call those vests? Uh, well, I don't remember how you, how you call them in English. Uh, uh, you wear this belt where, where you can hang. And, and and then at the beginning I was like very scared, but then he was totally fine, and then that's how the the, the shot was made. What was the first uh, shot of the series? Uh, Chapulín Colorado, the Mexican superhero, the construction worker with the with the red and yellow. Yeah, yeah I recognize him. Uh -huh. He was my my student. I mean, now I was also an um, uh, English teacher for immigrants, and I. Um, I knew a lot of the of the people from that, and 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 also from being a union. So I had a very close relationship with them. That's why I think that the pictures are very successful because they don't look nervous, or they don't look like they're acting. They really look comfortable with me. How do they react to the idea of of not only being photographed but being photographed in these in these costumes? Um, doing what they what they do. What what's the reaction? Uh, well, I, I guess because since uh, they, they knew me for 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 some time, they knew already how it's kind of crazy that I, you know that probably <laughs> they what, what I told they they, they they asking them to dress like that was probably for them normal because when I was a teacher, I was uh, you know I always did a lot of crazy stuff with them and and. 
Well, for example, Wonder Woman, I used to go watching uh, watching that laundromat, and we talked, we knew, I mean, I, 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 I was bringing back and forth things that she needed from Mexico, medicine, etc. So we have a, a friendship, I mean, a, a friendly relationship, and I told her about the project, but I knew, like, it was going to be very hard for her because she's not only a grandmother, but she's, you know, 50-something, and I mean, it's harder for a woman to get dressed, especially when you wear nylons and really hot pants and all that. So I asked her, and then she explained the whole thing, and she said, um, let me think about it. But I just saw her face, and I just going to do it. Then I came back to get my clothes, and she was like, well, how long would it take? I'm like, I don't know, half an hour. And she said, okay. So I was like, really? I was like, okay. So we did it. I mean, we did it in 15 minutes because she didn't want a, a, a permission from her, from her boss. Yeah. I mean, I always insist to get the permission so so we don't have, you know, later problems and everything. And, and she was like, no, 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 let's just do it when the landlord is less busy. So we went there by nine. And then, you know, she she came out from the bathroom dressed like that, and it was very hilarious. It was really cool. And, and at that moment, a lot of people started coming in the laundromat. So she was kind of like, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> and, you know, we finished the shot in five minutes. I mean, and and I thought, I'm, not, I'm, I'm probably not getting anything. And actually, all the friends were really, really cool. So that's how I, you know, how I managed to... To shoot her. Now she's really proud of it, and she really liked it. She mm-hmm. loved it. What 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 sort of analogies were were you making in terms of you know immigrants and this and this sort of hyper um, human personality that that's often associated with 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 that of superheroes? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of mythos behind the the image of the superhero. You know, the the secret identity, the uh, the, the, uh-huh. the you know the superhuman abilities. Super- so what? What, yeah, sort well, of, what's, what were you sort of jiving with, with in terms of you know the whole immigrant experience with the, with this with this whole mythos? Well, I try to kind of match up the the, the kind of super uh, super natural power of the superhero in fiction in question and and the kind of superpower that I saw in, in each of the of the immigrant workers. Like, uh, for example, Superman, we all know that he flies and he's really strong. So I was like, okay, I'm going to portray him as a delivery boy. I mean, he has to be really, like, really fast, almost flying to get the food, and he has to work a lot of hours. And same thing with, uh, for example, with the Flash. He uh, He's a professional marathon runner, and Things like that. So I try to kind of highlight the the characteristics or the or the or, or, or the abilities of of the workers and and and, and match them up with the ones with the superheroes. Mm. And what I use also to highlight this is um, how much money they, they they send to to the communities, like to the communities. But also, you know, as, as all the superheroes, they have a, an alter ego. Same them, you know, they're, the guy who delivers food, but actually his name is Noel Reyes, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that, like Superman, Clark Kent, and, you know, they, they all have an identity and they all, they all have a, a background. And, and But 
these, um, my characters happen to send money, and that's basically where it relies a political uh, commentary to, to my series, like how much money they're actually sending and how much money they're, they're uh, saved here in the economy with their contribution. So that's how I manage that. What's what's been the reaction of the work? I know you've gotten a lot of press um, uh, as a result of this. Were you surprised at the reaction that uh, that you got to to these? And and what's been what has been the reaction to to the work? Uh, well, the reaction has been mixed, mostly positive. But, but I guess because where the places that I've been showing it, it's, I see this like New York, like Washington. I mean, also in London. And we well, usually I see this where are very. Uh, um, tolerance and I'm, I I have some controversial in the sound, like especially like sometimes I get and Google my name and see what's going on and I see forums and and blogs where people are actually like very like um, re, like really rejecting the the project. But I like that. I mean, I really like that uh, my project is controversial because I make me. I mean, it, it, it is actually. Um, getting, I'm getting the job done, you know, like I think like a, like a work, a piece of art who just like somebody looks at it and says it's pretty, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not what I want to, I want to achieve. I actually want people to think and, and to start a dialogue and, and to, you know, email each other and look at this, look at that. I mean, I think that's when I, when, when, when something is working. I didn't expect it. It's kind of something that I saw, um, back when I back in the years when I started working at the union I I saw this this power, this 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 force that started to coming out. I mean when the marches of of last year and I saw all these thousands and thousands of people coming out of nowhere, you know, Latinos um uh marching, I was like, Oh my God, you know, the monster has awakened mm. and this is what I kind of saw before, you know, I knew this was gonna happen and and it was kind of more interesting tweets but I was I was not really looking for a um a reaction. I just knew it was gonna be a snowball mm. and I just kind of took you know, the the moment, you know, I'm basically like taking the momentum. I gotcha. Uh, tell me about your beginnings as, as as a photographer. I know you studied at ICP, the International Center of Photography in New York. But but had you been interested in photography before then, or did the, uh, did the class uh, at classes no, at ICP no. inspire you? Tell me about that. Well, I I studied mass media communications in Mexico, and I knew since I was nineteen, eighteen, that I wanted to become a photographer. I mean, I knew it, and um, I started kind of like focusing my career because you know in mass media communication care you you learn a lot of technical technical um, uh, you, uh, you go to a lot of technical classes in television in radio and but I knew that I wanted to be a photographer so I look specifically for an exchange program to I went to uh, London but then I. I was accepted in, in Pennsylvania, and I focus only on studying at that studio, and I really like the methodology of, 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 of the United States. You know, it's like a little bit more freedom, there's more money to really actually let the student to touch and, 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 and mess up with cameras. So uh, then on, on that same uh, program, I, on a weekend, I visit New York, and, and, and just I, I just realized, you know, the kind of the things that when you know that you belong to a place, I knew that New York was my place. So. I was like, I'm moving here. So I moved, um, the following year, I moved to New York. 
And well, my parents weren't that happy about that, that I wasn't finishing, you know, college, but I, you know, just moved here and and then I decided that I wanted to go to ICP. I didn't want to do the program because I'm 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 not a person that likes to kind of like be in a program. I just like to do my own thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm really kind of know what I'm doing, and I'm just look for what I need to do. So I I was focused on assisting different like people that I admire, like Marielle and Mark, and 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 I actually did it, you know. Like I just moved my way through and 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 learn. I knew that I I need to learn a little bit of. This and I need. I, I I was handicapped in lighting and I was handicapped in this and that. So I just focused and I assisted a lot and and I work in the background because I really like printing and you know I just kind of like uh, do did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. But I actually never had a never never did a program or or I got a diploma from ICP. It's just it's just, I was there every day, you know, printing and and learning and. Asking questions and things like practicing, so yeah. that's kind of I got comfortable with shooting. There's a there's yeah. a long tradition of, of of excellent photography that comes out of of, of Mexico. Uh, you know, yeah. Tina Vedotti, um, uh, Manuel Alvarez Bravo. How how big of an influence were those photographers of of the you know of, of Mexican descent and, and from, actually throughout Latin America influence you in terms of 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 the way that you see? Because I think there's a certain mm-hmm. even though here in the United States there's always been a sort of emphasis on the of photographers who are from Europe and and from the United States. There's been mm-hmm. an amazing influence of, of photography from elsewhere, particularly Latin America. But how has that mm-hmm. sort of colored your own perspective in terms of how you see and, and use a camera? Um, well, when I started photography, obviously that's what you learn. You know, Tina Modotti and Alvarez Bravo and, and Mariana Jankowski. And, I mean, it's kind of like, and for me, it is already like, like kind of, kind of looking at your grandparents' clothes and saying, "I'm not going to wear this because this is, I mean, this is my family, but this is not necessarily what I feel or what I think or, or what I like." Mm-hmm. So I try to stay very. I mean, I knew this is a tradition, but somehow when you come from very like uh, Thai traditions, you try to break that. It's like kind of human instinct, you know, try to break through that and 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 kind of. Um, find your own voice and that's what I wanted. I mean I started doing black and white because that's how you learn to, to you know the photographic process but very very soon I moved to color. I mean for me color is life you know so you, you never see things in black and white and I'm not trying to do something romantic and I'm not trying to do anything poetic. I'm trying to do something real and strong and creative and that's color for me. Yeah. So I very, very, very early moved into something more conceptual. I actually look a lot of more of the work of America, and I moved very, very, very far from documentary, but I still had that root in me. If you, you see it, still my work, even if it's fiction, still has a, a, a very deep um, documentary um, root to it. Mm-hmm. And my first project, when I first came here was in black and white it was very documentary it was like street and I was with my camera every day but that was kind of like an exercise that was a way to kind of learning how to approach what I wanted to do in, not only in terms of approaching people physically but also um, the topic you know 
So, but after that, all my work has been in colors. And yes, I admire Tina Morotti, and I admire them because of they work in their time. You know, they were really fascinating their times. So, but but we are not in 1920 anymore. You know. But well, one of the interesting series that you have on your website is this multiracial series in which you uh-huh. photograph uh, people of, of multiracial heritage against very colorful um, backdrops. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a fairly simple um, simple uh, lighting setup, it seems, but it's, it's really evocative because you have um, their names as well as the different different heritages, racial heritages that, that come up. Tell me about the whole idea for for this and why you chose to, to photograph it in the in the way you did, uh, particularly with those very vibrant, saturated colors. Um, I, was a, I was working as a nanny at the time, and I won a grant from, from Mexico. It's kind of like the National Endowment for the Arts, but that's a national grant from Mexico. And I, I well, first came the project in the idea and then I applied it and I got the grant. So I was in a in a in a, in a playground and I saw this kid. I mean I was already dealing with a lot of um issues of race and and identity and I really, it really fascinated me New York in the sense of the the multicultural and see, you know, just, I just, I just fascinated me to get in the subway and trying to get all of these people maybe from this place, this place, and and then I, 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 I went to the playground and I saw this kid, and to me it looked completely Mexican, and but a mother was uh, Japanese, so I approached her and asked her, um, who was the father for the baby from, and she said from India, and I was like, oh wow, you know. So then I started getting all the theory, and I started a lot of research, and 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 I was like, no, this is definitely the theory of the stretch of bearing is there, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 then I got the idea of photographing people that would throw you know throw me away from my my uh, my first um, how do you say. Kind of when I see them at the first, I try to guess it, but then they would surprise me. Right. Mm-hmm. And this project was uh, intended to 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 go to Mexico because Mexicans, even though we say we're not racist, we are very racist. And and you know, with the whole uh, Comandante Marcos and the Chiapas struggle, I had a lot of things in my mind. I say, you know what, really, when when you, I mean, I I left my country really early, so I. I had the chance to explore all these things in a different light, you know, kind of like move farther, make me go closer. And and um, I I was like, I'm gonna put it out in the village voice. I want to see the reaction of the people to my 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 um, question. I don't know how to say so a lot of people start calling and I ask them, you know, where are you from? And they tell me, oh, my father is this and my mother is that. I'm like, okay, so come to my studio and bring a, a, a color shirt, you know, just like a plain primary color shirt. So <clears throat> the idea of the primary shirt and the background was kind of like a metaphor of, of what light is about. You know, it's basically three colors and when you mix them, you make all the colors in the world. Ah, okay. So that's why, that's why I used it like that. So it was a, a fun project. The, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a year. It was for this grant specifically. It, it was shown mostly in Mexico, and 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 the prints are big. I kind of like 
human size, and normal, um, how do you say, natural size. And I wanted to confront the, the people, you know, start kind of look inside of like, why am, am I saying to this person Indian or, or black, or maybe my grandfather was black, you know, and I don't know because I haven't had the chance to explore my roots and I really actually don't know myself and I am um, a, a stereotyping or, or, or putting all these uh, stereotypes to other people and I may be that person. You know? yeah. I think it's really interesting because I know that the, the people who are multiracial, oftentimes they're they're asked what they are, you know, because mm-hmm. they they, mm-hmm. they are looked at and they have certain racial characteristics, and then it seems like um, it's very interesting to see how sort of awkward it is for some people to approach someone to ask them about their mm-hmm. their racial identity. And and mm-hmm. I think it's very very fascinating that you, you you have the the information there that someone is sort of Africa African American or Indian or Cherokee or mm-hmm. Indian, and and the tendency is and I found myself when I was looking at these these images was looking for those characteristics in the person's features, mm-hmm. you know, because once I knew what the what the what the mix was, all of a sudden I was looking for those different qualities in in their features or in their hair or their faces or in their eyes mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see how we immediately as humans mm-hmm. need to sort of identify the other yeah we kind of categorize people mm-hmm. to to fit into certain you know kind of box i think that's very not very human you know it's a human characteristic to kind of like separate like i don't know i think you have to do something with the brain and and trying to actually see where you fit and um i i i also wanted to prove a theory that i had about race i thought that race was actually a concept that was um that was kind of uh, brought by economy and to discriminate, you know, because actually the term race doesn't exist, you know. And I, I wanted to also uh, kind of prove my, my, my theory of, like, in 50 years in cities like New York and London, that we're all going to be so mixed, that we're not going to be, these, these things are not going to be uh, reliable anymore to our lives. And I wanted to show Mexico that, you know, that <clears throat> more mixed much more beautiful. And... And I think more healthy because you get so many different characteristics from so many different um, backgrounds, and I think it makes you more, uh, it makes you like a better person. But one of the, one of the things I wanted to ask you is about you yourself are an immigrant in probably one of the, the most the most diverse communities in the country, New York City. And I'm wondering how. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, I got it. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. I, I couldn't hear you. What was that? No, you, you yourself are an immigrant living in New York, yes. in New York, one of the most diverse communities in, in, in the country. And I'm uh-huh. wondering your experience as sort of a photographer being in, in New York um, mm-hmm. and coming from, you know, coming from elsewhere, mm-hmm. how that sort of has, has colored the way that you you see the city, you see the people. And also mm-hmm. tell me about you know, finding a community of, of photographers uh, there, whether it's been easier or harder as a result of, of being from from elsewhere. I know. I think that it actually makes me... I always, they always ask me, how do I feel to be a Latina and a woman? And, mm. and 
a lot of people think that that's actually kind of like being a minority, and I really think that the opposite, that actually it's my voice, that's my strength, because I am Latina, because I am immigrant, then I'm able to conceive different ideas that other people don't, and then other people can't. And I think that, to me, works in my advantage, and I love it. I mean, I wouldn't change it, you know, for all the money in the world. And <clears throat> that also brought me together to a lot of great people that still my best friends are. A lot of my best friends are that came from ICT, actually, you know, because ICT has the ability to create a community, like a little house, a little shack where everybody comes together with ideas and comes out to where my best friends still are from ICT. Okay. And, and we're still together, we kind of like grew together, I mean, all of them in different, in different, way, in different ways, and so we're still together, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think being a photographer, um, in New York, in Latina, and et cetera, et cetera, it is really what is making me, um, I don't know, I mean, have this project that I really excite me. And I mean, the city itself really excites me and, 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 and the possibilities that you have in a city like New York of projects and ideas and, 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 and play, things to see continuing educational, you know, uh, exhibitions. I mean, I think it's great. You, you, the, the, the two major products that I'm aware of are very project-based. But, but when, besides this, do you, what kind of other photography do you end up doing? Do you a lot, do a, a lot of street photography? or, or what, no. what, what What more do you do beyond the, the projects that you profile on your, on your website? Uh, I have done, I have done smaller like smaller projects, not only in the sense that they're less important to me personally, but then I don't finish. They're more explorative, you know. I take up here and there, these, and I do more like self portraits, and you know, I kind of like that. That's my 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 way to express um, <clears throat> my my world, my interior internal world, my interior work, and and uh, right now, uh, moving a little bit from the superheroes, I. I, was, I mean, I've been working with Superhero Project for three years. I, I really want to finish it. I think this year, definitely, I'm going to finish it. Except that I got a lot of debt. A lot of my, the project came in credit card. So it was a time where I invested all the money. I was like, oh, no, you know. So and also because of the of the success of the series, I want, I didn't want to become the photographer of the superheroes. Or I, I didn't want to keep doing you know, these people that hang on their success and they do, you know, like, this. then it's going to be superheroes, two superheroes, three, and the movie. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person, yeah. you know? Because for me, it's not about that. And <clears throat> I, I won a studio program from Artists Alliance, and I was actually, I, what I, I wanted, I wanted to challenge my, my process and to challenge um, the way I, I do my, my, my projects. And... And then I I was given a studio for six months and I had to produce work there. And for like the first four weeks, black. I you know I was just like, going there. I'm like, what I'm doing now? The studio, you know, it's confined, completely different. And then I come up with this super cool project that I am enjoying very much. And it is um, uh, photographing. Uh, it's kind of also a documentary. It's in the same line, but. 
this shows my new, kind of like my new life, my new people, my new environment. And I'm photographing Latinos that, for me, are the bra the groundbreakers of, of the cultural and musical scene. I, I mean, I'm very proud to say that I belong to this scene. And I, I've been here for 13 years. I have never seen that much vitality in the Latino world. Mm. I mean, it can be commercially, we have become um, kind of like, Popular, you know, we have Salma Hayek, we have Ricky Martin, we have Jennifer Lopez, whatever. But this is just like one commercial part of it. But I see this on the ground scene taking over and 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 really injecting a lot of the vitality to the city. And a lot of my friends are part of that, and they're really chic and hip and educated people that are doing great things, projects, and and they're in they're, uh, curators of MoMA and Guggenheim, and, and, and they're really taking over, you know, and I, I, I want to photograph them. But I think that we all have alter egos, and what I wanted to do is focus on the alter egos, and I, I, I'm adding elements of, of international, I mean, international stereotypes and, and creating these encapsulated um, time, encapsulated portraits with a very beautiful light, and I'm exploring more the possibilities of light, and I'm using a makeup artist and a stylist. So it's not really fashion, but it's really beautiful images, and more, you know, I have the time to to spend 10 hours on one image, and, and there's the, 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 the whole... Um, Shooting has become like a happening. The, the friends come over and we drink wine, and it has been really a different process for me from running around and shooting a picture in 30 minutes with five dollars to actually have a, a, a little bit more of a budget and, and and have fun with friends and come up with super nice uh, images. You know, in terms of lighting and quality of of, of, of the shoot. So well, that's what I'm doing now. Well, that's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Well, well, the last question I always ask is that I ask a photographer to recommend the work of another photographer that they can, they, that they want uh, listeners to to consider and uh, and to discover. So, who would that um, be for you, and why? Who I like? Yeah, who would you recommend to up to to our listeners for that they explore? Uh. Well, the list is huge, <laughs> but um, somebody that really excites me is Lorita Love. Do you know her work? No, no, not for She does pictures, yeah, pictures of the kids, and then she paints them. I love her work. Um, who else I really like? Well, I like... Um, I know well, tell me about uh, uh, Loretta. Lorita. How, how do you spell her name? L O R E T T A Lux L U X X Luisa Lux. Yeah, tell, tell yeah me, she's t- represented by Josie Milo. Huh? Okay, tell me about her work. What, what excites you about her? Oh, it's beautiful. You have to look at it. It's beautiful. Um, she put, she takes pictures of kids, but the poses and and they look like if they were adults, but. But the clothes are vintage, and the the colors that she uses and the lighting—it's just—it's just very, very beautiful, but also strong. And and you just want to look at it. I mean, it's like something that I want to have in my house to look at it all every day. Okay, very I, beautiful. Stuff. Yeah, I just pulled up her, her her site. I see the images. Yes, I have seen her work. Yeah, that is it oh, is stunning. beautiful. It is stunning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great recommendation. Anthony, 
I like Anthony Guaycolea. Uh -huh. He's from Cuba, but he lives here. It's Anthony Guaycolea. He photographs himself over and over, and he creates like very perversy, perversy um, kind of uh, pictures of teenagers. He portrays himself as a teenager all the time, and and he clones himself over and over, and he creates this uh, super American uh, situation. Uh, Anthony Goicolea, okay. his work. Also, I like, of, of course, uh, um, well, I like M Mexican contemporary uh, photographers like uh, Maria, uh, Daniela Edward. Her and me are represented in the gallery, and I'm very happy because I'm very excited about her work. Really, uh, really excites me. It's Daniela Edward, A E D B. U H R it works. Okay. Uh well I have a lot. I mean obviously you've seen the Sherman and but I like ones, I like also yeah, but the some ones fashion you, photographers, huh? The ones that you've recommended are great, are fantastic, and I'll include a uh, a link uh, to uh, at least Loretta's uh, on the website, but uh, people can also find out other ones by just googling them. But uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for, for calling, for um, for your patience with my phone calls, and, and for your interest in my work, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of the show. If you have any comments or suggestions, email me at thecandidframe at gmail.com or post a message on the blog at thecandidframe.com. Until next time, this is Ivarian X. Perella, and this is The Candid Frame. Check out this show and more great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com. Photocastnetwork.com.